Davis steps under center. Gibson and McClendon behind it. Davis with motion by Richard. Will get the ball to McClendon. He leaps. Oh, he doesn't get in. He fumbled the football. Carolina holds. The game is over. And Carolina has won the game. Finley to throw. Over the middle. Intercepted. Wolfuck again. Wolfuck the other way. At the 30. The 40. Wolfuck to midfield. Miles Wolfuck with the pick. The heels on the doorstep of an enormous victory. Left side of the line. Hood standing to Williams' is right. Williams going to throw. One-on-one. Davis has it. Touchdown. Carolina wins. Carolina is the Coastal Division champion. Bernard fields it at the 26. Heading to the far side. Gio at the 35. Gio, he's at the 50. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Gio, he's going to take it for a touchdown. Are you kidding me? Connor Barth for the possible win. Snap. Spot. Kick away. High enough. Long enough. Tough Blog Podcast. Hey guys, and welcome to another edition of the Heel Tough Blog Podcast. It's your host, Anthony Pagnotta, with you guys as always. And today it is time for another look at a transfer that Carolina is bringing in. And that's right, yet another guy from the ACC. He was the one that was the most recent commit for the Tar Heels off the transfer portal trail. And it is linebacker slash edge rusher Amari Gaynor. To do that, we are talking to Logan Robinson, who is the founder of Noel Game Day as well as Bucks Game Day on the Sports Illustrated website, uh, Fan Nation. That's the little combination that they have there now. And he is the guy uh, that leads everything for Noel Game Day, which does a tremendous job of covering Florida State. And so we had to ask him about Amari Gaynor, a guy that he has a very interesting connection to and just what he is going to be able to bring to this Tariel defense when he arrives. I think the biggest part of Amari Gaynor is probably in the locker room. It's the first thing I think a lot of coaches look to now. I mean, we're looking at Mike Norvell. That's the first thing before going to the transfer portal or recruiting-wise. It's all about the locker room first and culture fit. I think Tar Heel fans will be, first off, happy to hear, you know, really close teammate, does a lot for the community, um, did that same thing uh, in high school. He and I uh, had a close relationship. We played football together. Uh, I was at the fullback, fullback position. He was at the defensive end one, so we met a lot during practice. But <laughs> uh, I, I think the biggest thing is, is a culture fan. I think that's what uh, Coach Brown, Mac Brown, wants to be up there and build that. And Mario Gaynor is a good addition overall in that first place. Well, so yeah, he, he is listed as a linebacker. And, you know, in terms of his production, you know, the first three years were pretty good, kind of rotated in and out as a starter. But then this past year, uh, just 17 total tackles, a pretty quiet season for him. Um, what exactly, you know, go, goes into his drop in production? Uh, the, the biggest thing throughout the year was, you know, injury was dealing through 
dealing with that throughout the whole entire season. Uh, didn't feel fully 100%. I don't think he was fully 100% even whenever he got to see the last quarter of the season. So injuries caused a, a, a vital part in him not seeing a lot of playing time. And then also, uh, you know, you saw the resurgence of Florida State's defensive end room, and you also saw a linebacker room with Tatum Bethune coming in, Kalen Deloach, DJ Lundy returning. So he was going to have competition nonetheless at that at that linebacker position. And number three, and I think this has been the case for a lot of Florida State players, and I'm sure y'all up there covering the Tar Heels, it goes for every college program. There's sometimes some tweener guys that are in mix between a linebacker and a defensive end, and that's exactly what Amari Gaynor was. In high school, he played off the edge at FSU. They used him more as an outside linebacker role. He just hasn't always had the size, at least. you know, He, he looks the part just at his base, though. He's not your average type of college running uh, linebacker right now, and I think Gaynor moving towards more of a pass rush role is what I'd like to see. I'm hoping that the Tar Heels use him in that way. Obviously, he picks the Tar Heels to have more playing time in there. That's what he wants to go down and be more on the line with uh, with UNC. But that, those were the three biggest parts there uh, on Gaynor maybe not seeing the field as much in 2022. Well, let's talk about that last part there because, yes, that is the where Carolina is planning on using him. And, you know, you've got a little bit more of an extensive knowledge of you know him as as a pass rusher having played with him in high school why do you think that he is a better fit down there and and it may allow him to thrive better i think size wise is is one of them and then just his get off speed is something that he's talented at and if you look back at the early parts of his career florida state they brought him down quite a few times and it created success it it caused a lot of havoc in the backfield for opponents that's where i think florida state and you know adam fuller florida state's defensive coordinator were trying to figure out how to utilize him correctly throughout this year um and it didn't work out and the injury played a part but that was the thing throughout his career just trying to figure out is he going to be going down on the line do we keep him back you know he was one of his weaknesses is being in coverage and I, 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 you know, I personally feel like Florida State's defense, uh, their their plan there with him going into the season could have been a lot better. And then, but you do see Florida State's defensive end room having more talent in there. You had the transfer, of course, with Jared Burst, uh, a potential first, second round talent. The, the emergence, of breakout season from Pat Payton in the spring, all the way throughout this 2022 year. So a lot of things that were going against. Amari Gaynor to maybe not be down there in the pass rush, pass rush position, but uh, I, I do like hearing though that UNC is planning on dropping him down there. That's exactly where he needs to be to finish off his career, in my opinion. Yeah, and. I, I, the biggest thing, you know, for him is I, I think, you know, he's going to be at the jack linebacker position, so he will have to drop into coverage at times, but it's very, very rare. So, yeah, he's going to be playing more of an exclusive edge rusher role, very similar, you know, for the Tar Heel listeners uh, to what we saw Noah Taylor handle a year ago. So, yes, it, it, it's a spot where you really do have to be able to rush the passer. That's your first assignment, and um, to hear that he's got the speed off the edge is huge because that feels like that's kind of been an issue for Carolina. Um, You know, the physicality, you know, what what 
what about that aspect? Is he a guy that uh, you know can handle playing with a little bit of physicality? Because I think that's been one of the other issues that Carolina has sort of had with some of their edge rushers is that they're just not physical enough against uh, some of those bigger, stronger tackles. I think what Gaynor had showed what my senior year when he was a sophomore, his dad, the genetics that he has from uh, from God, his dad who played at the wide receiver position at Florida State, Mark Gaynor comes in as a legacy recruit. He was physical, and he's going to bring that to UNC's defense. Size might be a problem there, but you don't have to worry about the tenacity um, the nature of just wanting to go and hurt someone <laughs> and in a good way, but then hurt them and definitely after the quarterback. But he, he, I can promise you that was never the case. Like I said, had the had the chance to play with him uh, just for a year when I was a senior. Already had the physical attributes, which you know wasn't fair to me as being a senior. He was a sophomore, but he will bring <laughs> and lay the wood, and you know I, I don't think that will be a concern whatsoever. Maybe just the size. Uh, you know, like I said, it was bottom down. Uh, might might hinder him in a few things with some offensive tackles, but the speed to get off that kind of athleticism will help him get to the backfield, and physical presence will not be uh, a concern. Well, considering that the Tar Heel defensive front this season in 14 games combined for 21 tackles for loss and 10 sacks, I think just about anything can help. You know, the last thing that I wanted to ask you in terms of Gainer is, you know, this is this is a big deal for Carolina here. You know, that they're attempting to get back Noah Taylor. He is at least attempting to get a waiver from the NCAA. Um, it doesn't seem like that's likely at this point. So he is going to be looked at to be a full-time starter for Carolina, at least to begin the season. Looking back over his time at Florida State, you know, he was never really a full-time starter. He started a pretty decent amount back in 2019, but what do you think about, you know, is he a guy that's capable of being, you know, a starter for 12, 13 games next season for Carolina if they need him to be? That would be one thing I keep a close eye on, just seeing him go out there, like you said, didn't get it really, just maybe a few games, less than a handful of games that he'd be out there projecting to start. Um, you know, seeing him through, I wouldn't say he's the full series he's not going to be a full series defensive end he's not going to go through and have you know six seven straight plays that's just looking at mm-hmm. you know conditioning wise and, and throughout his career for to say that would be something that would be a little bit of a concern hopefully maybe they can help him out in that position group to where that's not the case and they can utilize them a little bit differently or like you said he is going to be a starter they're going to want to get after the quarterback with him off the side or have to go cover a tight end and drop back I think that will be something to keep a close eye on because, like you said, we haven't seen the experience of that fully, and he wasn't a three-year starter, a two-year starter, a one-year starter at Florida State. Um, He was just a piece that kind of would get thrown in there, and he would go out and make plays, but this wasn't a full series kind of uh, a player on defense. So we'll see what Mac Brown and whatever North North Carolina wants to do with him. That is Logan Robinson, Knowles game day, or Knowles game day, and Bucks game day uh, for uh, Fan Nation and Sports Illustrated now. Uh, make sure you check out all of his coverage. Hey, Logan, thanks so much for joining us, man, and giving us uh, that perspective. Uh, I did not know, you know, when I originally reached out to you, you actually just told me, you know, a few minutes before we went uh, on air here and recorded that um, you, you did go to high school with him. So that is a uh, tremendous 
tremendous um, you know, insight, and, and we really appreciate it. Absolutely. I think I think y'all got a, a good young man that's coming uh, coming up there to you guys, and it'll be a great locker room fit, and that plays a huge part in a battle role, I think, in what Mac Brown is wanting to do in, in Chapel Hill. All right. Hey, man, well, if you want to keep tabs with them, check out uh, the Heel Tough blog. We'll have you covered all season on them. So we, we appreciate it. Thanks for stopping by, uh, and uh, talk to you soon, okay, man? Thank you, Anthony. I appreciate it. All right. The fans, the tradition, the glory, there's nothing more thrilling than college football, and it all comes down to the national championship game, which is happening on Monday. My go-to for betting is DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Personally, I'm going to be putting my money down on Georgia. I think they should have this one pretty easily after they struggled against Ohio State, TCU, I think they exhausted a lot in that game against Michigan. But ultimately, what do you guys think? Right now, new customers can bet $5 on college football and get $200 in free bets instantly, win or lose. Plus, everyone can combine multiple bets for a bigger payout with DraftKings Same Game Parlays. I've loved using the Same Game Parlays. I, you can couple you know, a couple of different bets together And when you pile it up, it will get you more money. And it's so simple to use. That's why I use it as my go-to site. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code TPPN. New customers bet just $5 on college football and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. There are plenty of ways to find out everything that you need to know about Tar Heel football and basketball. Just go to Facebook, search at Heel Tough Blog, and find the Heel Tough Blog Facebook page and like it. When you do, everything, the articles, the podcast, all in one central location on your timeline. Not a big Facebook user? Head over to Twitter. At Heel Tough Blog on Twitter, make sure you give it a follow, and you can follow the personal pages of our talents here at the Heel Tough Blog, at HTB Anthony for Anthony Pagnata, myself at HTB underscore Josh for Josh Marlowe, and at Hack Zubber two for our recruiting analyst Zach Hubbard. So we want to thank Logan Robinson for stopping by with us. Great stuff from him. And uh, really just a a cool connection that he has to Amari Gaynor. That'll be awesome. Uh, And, uh, of course, I think he'll be watching, uh, just like all of us will, uh, to see what Amari does this year. Uh, Hopefully he is right that that move to edge rusher will help. But if you have any friends that are fans of Florida State, make sure that they are checking out Noel Game Day for all their coverage of Florida State athletics so that uh is going to wrap it up for this edition of the podcast guys make sure you head over to the website heeltoughblog.com check out everything that we got going on over there mac brown did return to the office on friday after a little bit of a hiatus following the holiday bowl loss to oregon he did not make any decisions we thought that there could be some decisions made on the future of the staff he said that was when he was going to at least sit down uh, and have some conversations. Uh, that was what uh, it seemed like was going to happen. We'll see, though, uh, what ends up happening here over these next couple of days. On the website right now, though, I do have the article that we did last year. I was really hoping we wouldn't have to do it this year, but uh, we did, and we went back to it. And it's a really interesting read, guys. Make sure you head over and check it out. It is the Should They Stay or Should They Go article. And I give you four 
different staff members, three on-field coaches and another guy that I think should uh, be in question here and tell you whether or not I think they should get another year in Chapel Hill or if I think that their time in Chapel Hill should be over. So make sure you check that out on the website. We, of course, have everything that you need to know about Awesome Richards, the Tar Heels' left tackle from this past season, a third-team All-ACC honoree who is going to the NFL Draft. Uh, so we have that breakdown for you guys. And we're, of course, keeping an eye on any of the other news that will be coming out. Corey Gaynor, uh, the Tar Heels center, who is attempting to get a waiver from the NCAA. He is looking at the NFL. So we expect that there will be some sort of revelation on that. Not sure if he's going to wait until uh, he gets the official um, declaration from the NCAA if that comes before the draft declaration deadline. Uh, if he'll wait and just announce that then, but uh, we'll be keeping an eye on that, as well as any other recruiting news, transfer portal news. It seems like, at least for right now, everything uh, is pretty steady for Carolina. We are now 10 days away from that transfer portal entry deadline, so uh, we'll see what ends up happening, but as of right now, it looks like Carolina has probably uh, locked up everybody that they're going to get out of the portal, um, unless there is somebody that they've gotten on here a little bit later in the process um, even though it, it seems like you know Mac Brown was talking that guys had to be enrolled by Friday with classes starting uh, actually tomorrow in Chapel Hill so it looks like uh, they probably will not pick up anybody else and in terms of guys entering the transfer portal well it's been about a week and a half since the Toriels have played the Holiday Bowl game so, we haven't really heard any other names that have popped up, even in rumors. It looks like the rest of the guys that are on this roster at this point will be on this roster moving forward, barring anything unforeseen. Meanwhile, on the basketball side of things, the Tar Heels are in the thick of ACC play. They just picked up a win over the weekend against Notre Dame in Chapel Hill. So, read about that on the website. Ashton actually took care of that recap. Uh, so, make sure you check that out. He has been doing a tremendous job helping out, uh, did a, a great job during football season and uh, with his Ashens analysis. And now going to be doing a little bit of stuff on the basketball side of things as well. Josh, of course, will be handling the majority of the stuff, including the preview for Carolina's next game as they get ready to take on Virginia in Charlottesville on Tuesday night at 9 p.m. He'll have all of that stuff for you on the website, all the recaps of the games, all the previews of the games, and, of course, any other big news in between. HeelToughBlog.com. So, want to thank Logan Robinson for stopping by with us. Want to thank you guys for listening. And as always, go Torius! this edition of the Heel Tough Blog Podcast. If you could, make sure you head over to wherever you listen to your podcast, find out where you can rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast, and go ahead and do that for us. The rating and reviewing, that helps us to move up some of those rankings, and the subscribing, that is for you, so you don't miss any editions of the podcast coming up. We look forward to you being a part of the Heel Tough Blog Podcast family moving forward, and thank you once again for listening to this edition.